Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Glad you're here. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Thanks for being here. 888-825-5225. Gina is with us in Tulsa, Oklahoma to start off this hour. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I am actually being sued by a payday lender, and I would like to know how to go about dealing with this. Wow. Life must be rough. (laughs) Yes, a little bit. I mean, number one, you went into a payday lender, and then number two, you didn't pay them, and then number three, you didn't pay them for so long that they sued you. You've been struggling a while. Yes, it was in 2016, and yes, I should have paid, and I can't remember exactly why I didn't pay at this point, but yes, now they've contacted me and are trying to sue me. And Oh, they're going to win. Saying, they're going to win. Okay. Yeah, I mean. how, much, how much is it for, Gina? Um, so uh, the actual loan I took out was for 400 and then it was going to be like 600 um, to pay back. But now they're saying that I owe like uh, 2500 for like yeah. court costs or things yeah. like that. Well, and five or six years worth of interest. Yeah. Because you haven't dealt with this. How old are you? I am 31. How many other things in your life have been unkept for this long? Um, there's that payday loan and, um, I think I have some student loan debt as well. You don't think, you know? Yes, I know. Okay. And have you done anything about it or is it just sitting there since 2016? Um, before the pandemic, I had reached out to them to try to set up payments. And then because of the pandemic and all that, um, I haven't made any payments. When did you graduate? Um, so actually, I didn't end up graduating. I went to dental assisting school back in uh, like 2010. Okay. What do you make now? Um, what do you mean? What do I make? And what is your income? Um, like thirty thousand a year. What do you do? I'm a CNA currently. Okay. Do you have any money? Yes. How much? Um, I probably got about four grand in the bank. Good. Call the attorney that's suing and tell them that you're broke and you can't pay them $2,500, but you'd be happy to pay them the 600 or even a thousand to settle this because it's such an old debt and begin to negotiate and argue with, and you will find the person on the other end of the phone to be a complete twerp. But that's just part of the process. This okay. is not. This yes. is going to be unpleasant, but it's going to be less unpleasant than losing a lawsuit and having them garnish your wages. Yes, and I've already uh, tried contacting them via email, and they wanted uh, like my copy of my pay stub. No, nope, nope, nope. They get no information. I'll give you a thousand dollars cash settlement in full. I'm not giving you squat. Kiss my butt. This is how the negotiation sounds. Okay. okay. No, you can't have anything. You, but you need to get on the phone with them. Okay, so it's better to call, not email. Yeah, 
Yeah, and just argue with them. And if you get any, if they are going to settle, you need that in writing before you send them money yes. as and well. And then, then when you do come to agreement and they go, okay, we'll do $1,100 or whatever it is you end up, $900, whatever it is you end up agreeing for, okay? Then say, I need that in an email in writing and I will immediately wire you the money. So two rules here. Number one, three rules for you. Number one, deal with this. Yes. You've been sticking your head in the sand long enough. Deal with it because it's not going to get anything but worse. Same thing with student loans. Deal with it. Number two, get it in writing. Okay. It didn't happen if it's not in writing. It's a lie. They lie. Okay. Okay. And they don't mind lying to you because they consider you a liar since 2016. Okay. So get it in writing. Number three, no electronic access to your checking account under any circumstances. They're going to say, oh, just give us your account number and we'll clean out your account is what they're going to do. Then you want the money for rent. Okay. So no, I will wire you the money or I can send you a prepaid debit card with that amount on it or something like that, but no electronic access to your checking account and no personal information. Do not give them any more information. They, okay. get, they, they have a phone number on you, and you can block that if you need to. But don't tell them where you live. Don't tell them anything, because they're going to use all of that as leverage to garnish you your butt if you don't get this settled. Okay. And But deal with this. Gina, there's a pattern with you. And you've got to break that pattern, okay, for your yes, own sir. good, for your own good. This stuff does not get better by, by ignoring it. Do you understand and do you agree? Yes, I understand and I agree. Good, okay. Because uh, you, you get these things behind you, you got a bright, wonderful future. But not dealing with things since 2016 is um, it's a problem. And then you use language like, I think I have a snow. You know you have a student loan. This all indicates well, where your headspace is on this. It's that and the, the proactiveness, Gina, which obviously we can't do for you or change your heart in this or your energy behind it. Um, but when I hear people, you know, use that language, even it's like she knows it's there. She probably doesn't know really how much specifically no, yeah, the interest that's occurred. When does like like it's it's just it's kind of all over the place. And denial is not just a river in Egypt, though. I mean, that's really it's, <laughs> it's not it, it's something that it, it's something that people actually do. Yeah. And I so, <laughs> so yeah. How, you, how do you spell that? You've got to, you have to, you have to push this through, okay? <laughs> and so, the number one habit of highly effective people in Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is they're proactive. Mm -hmm. They happen to things, things don't happen to them. When you have a situation where there is conflict and you do not get closure on it, whether it's financial conflict, legal conflict, whether it's uh, relational conflict, whatever it is, and you don't get closure on it, it does not get better. It gets worse yeah. one hundred percent of the time. It gets worse until there's closure. It just continues to grow and grow and grow and grow and get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's a problem. So there you go. Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. How many times have you found yourself saying one day, one day, one day we'll do this? Well, your one day is here. It's called the One Day Smart Conference. We're going to work with you on marriage, on mental health. We're going to work with you on success principles and leadership. We're going to work with you on becoming a Baby Steps millionaire, world-class speakers, thought leaders, best-selling authors, 
Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Craig and Amy Groeschel will be speaking on marriage. It's all day long, October the 22nd. There's just a few passes left at $39 for general admission. Dallas, Texas, October 22nd, the Smart Conference. You don't want to miss it, and it's almost sold out. Get her done. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with free samples, free shipping, new promos all the time. You'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best possible deal. So today's question comes from Holly in Tennessee. My brother and sister-in-law asked my husband and I if we would take care of their four children in the event of their passing. To me, there is no higher honor. We have agreed, but I'm worried that I do not have that, that I do not know the right questions to ask about this potential situation. What should I be asking for besides a copy of their will? We want to be as prepared as if this would ever if this were to ever happen. Hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, it's very good. The that whole process is a is a fascinating one to have to pick to say okay you know because when you do your will that's that's a big part if you're a parent of of where they're going to go so yeah for me I mean I would want to know you know the the financial side in a mm-hmm. sense of uh, yeah. what their expectations are who's going to be handling the money who's handling the money when do the kids get a say in it you know because you can put ages eighteen twenty one do you, are they going to stagger it to know I would want to know their plan. From the financial from the financial side, mm-hmm. um, but and then obviously the the moral side, you know, of of raising these children that are not yours, and you know, having that conversation of mm-hmm. what that looks like, watching their parenting style, doing as much as possible not to copy who they are by any means, but um, to be able to put into place, you know, different things. But that's obviously when, when or if that ever happens. But from the financial side, yeah, I would. I would ask. I would ask some questions for sure. Yeah. I think it's good That's to have good. a copy of the will, and it's good to have a clear discussion on uh, if there's any, uh, uh, is there any life insurance proceeds or any other things that are going to be left to take care of these kids, or are you expecting us to feed them? Yeah. Um, how, what's, what's our what's our responsibility that we just took on here? And um, well, that you know, we're going to leave it all into a trust, and the trustee's going to be Bob. Okay, good. That's, I need to know that. And so, and how much is left in the trust? I don't need any of it, but I'm just worried want to make sure I'm able to do what I'm supposed to do here. And then I would have them write out a letter on uh, what their wishes were as far as parenting goes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, like in our family, it would have said something like, um, keep, make sure you keep them in a good local church, stay plugged in, you know, and that their spiritual walk is developed uh, and so forth. Um, and, you know, we, we, did have a lot of things like that tied into when you all were minors uh, into the uh, into the estate plan at the time. So, but yeah, that's very good that they are that thorough uh, to even know who to ask. And the fact that they're doing a will, that's 
amazing. A lot of people don't even bother to do that, mm-hmm. which is horrible. You people need to get your will done out there. Um, but then you guys, what Holly's doing here is just really outstanding. It's thinking yeah. about, okay, what does this really mean? And, um, you know, that's that that's so much that 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 means that they picked the right lady mm-hmm. you know pick the right person that's good david is with us david is in south bend indiana hi david how are you i'm doing great how are you and rachel doing better than we deserve what's up so uh dave i just wanted to first uh thank you uh because of your teachings and we followed it uh we will be and me and my wife and i will be entering baby step four for 2023 yay um, so my so my question is, uh, two small questions. Uh, so I'm not really good when it comes to the whole, uh, you know, where to invest uh, for my 401k plan. So uh, previous employers I had only offered the pre-tax before. Um, so now I started a new employer in April, and they have three options, a pre-tax, a Roth, and an after-tax. Uh, so my first question is, uh, where should I put my 15% based on those three. And then my second question is, uh, since we still are paying on the house, um, how much percent of our income should we put towards fund money? Good for you. Roth, uh, Roth grows tax-free. The best thing you can do is get a match. The next best thing you can do is tax-free. And the next best thing you can do is traditional. And so you've got Roth Roth available. I'm sorry? Yeah, they match a full on on the first percent. And then I think it was, 50 on the two through six. Yeah. Great. Now the matching portion will not be Roth. It will be traditional by law. It has to be. Okay. Uh, but the rest of it is Roth and do it all in Roth. As far as the money that is left over after you've done that in your budget, how much goes towards paying off the house early and how much goes towards fun. Uh, if you do zero of one or the other, you're doing it wrong. So zero towards the house. Cause it's all fun. No, all towards the house and no fun makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> makes what? <laughs> it's an old nursery rhyme. <laughs> this is why I have you on the show. I, so you learn these important. Like, this is the this is the hour of important dull, sayings Jack, that say you it, never say heard. Say it slowly. I'm not kidding. Say it slowly. Jack is a dull boy. Jack makes, is Jack a dull makes boy. Jack, no fun makes give, Jack a dull boy. The, give us All the wrong All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. David, we're good. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no Sorry, play David, makes yes, but Jack a dull boy. It's both. Yeah. And David, you know, when it comes to paying off the house, I think it's always a fun exercise just to map out and say, okay, what if we paid it off in seven years? How much, how much would we have to spend? What's to, that take? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How much would we have to put towards the mortgage to make that? Let's do 10 years. Let's do four years. And you can kind of see and know your over, your overall budget for your household and say, okay, well, what's realistic that it, we don't, we're not completely burned out, uh, but we are being aggressive towards something that most people just sit around and wait. Are y'all laughing at me? Is everyone still laughing at me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'll they are in the booth. Smirking they at are me. in the booth, but I'm not. <laughs> y'all are unbelievable. It's all dudes now in the booth. Everyone listening doesn't care, but... Kelly used to be. I used to, there was used to be yeah, some. Yeah, Ke- like women. Kelly took up for anybody. I mean, <laughs> Kelly didn't take up for nobody but Kelly. <laughs> well, so. and me. Now I'm. It's me yeah. against the world. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Give me the world's smallest fiddle out. Okay, open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Skyler is with us in Illinois. Hey, Skyler, what's up? Hey, Dave. This is uh, great to talk to you. You too. How can we help? 
Uh, so I have a question on upgrading a home. Um, we currently own a home. Uh, I have a mortgage on it. We're uh, looking to make, get a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently uh, debt-free um, other than the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make I make about $74,000 a year. My wife is a stay-at-home mom. We have an eight-month-old currently, and then we have another baby on the way in February. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So your question so, is what? So so uh, I just want to know, is it good? Should, should we pause investing 15% or cut back on that right now to start stockpiling uh, for a down payment on a bigger house? What's your house worth? Uh, it's currently worth uh, 120000 And your mortgage on it is what? It's uh, seventy five. You already have a down payment. Okay. When you okay. sell when you sell that. No. I mean if you want to save more for a down payment, I would not I would do that, but I would not stop investing to do that. Okay. So, gotcha. You know, what what price range home do you think you might be moving to? Uh, probably somewhere in the $200,000 range. Okay. Well, $50,000 is 25% down. Okay. Right? Correct. So you don't have PMI if you do this, and that's a good move. So you can make that move. As long as your house payment is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay on a 15-year fix, you can make that move now. Okay. Because you got enough to put down when you sell your house. Is that making sense? Yes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, If you want to save up some more down, that's okay, too. There's no harm in that. But it does not require that you you don't have a lot of margin, a lot of wiggle room in your budget, but it doesn't require you stop your 15%. You've just started saving. You just started investing. I hate to turn it right back off. I mean, you're just now getting the ball rolling. Yeah. And I want you to lose that momentum. Open phones this hour, 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Zach is with us in Sarasota, Florida. Hi, Zach. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, Rachel. How are you? Great. What's up? Uh, my sister wants to borrow um, about $5,000 from my wife and I about... Um, um, getting paying bills and, and just getting through life, but she has no, uh, budget, no, nothing like that, that, that you preach about. And we're just trying to figure out how to approach the situation without causing a rift and go about it. 
well, it doesn't sound promising that this $5,000 is really going to help her. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. No, yeah. it'd, it'd be more. Yeah. Later on, and it's more for legal things and house and rents going up, as you know, with everything. And legal it, things. It what are her legal mind. things? Um, divorces. She's going through a divorce? Yes, sir. So she wants you to pay her attorney bill? Pretty much. Okay. Why is she going through a divorce? Yeah, it's just a rough divorce and rough uh, marriage and getting through everything. And she, it's just not right for her. She tried to amend everything and it, it wouldn't be. It, it's past it. And you feel like though she has a pattern in her life where you yes. don't trust the yeah. So you so you're Correct. you're calling us, but you know in your heart, probably not probably I not going to happen. But you're wondering like how to even communicate that or correct. How can we best help? Okay. How much, how much money do you guys have? Oh, we're debt free. How much money do you have? Um, five hundred thousand dollars. Yes, sir. Okay. And how much do you have, like, in uh, savings and checking and so forth that you get your hands on? Uh, about 300000 Okay. That's going towards our home. That's that's already invested money into our primary homestead home in Florida. I'm sorry. Is that cash in a checking account or savings account, or you've already paid bought yes, the house? Yes, that's... that's now that's we're, we're building right now. Oh, you're and building, and the money of, is for your we're home. We're building a home. I got you. Okay. Correct. So this money's yes, earmarked yes. for your home, but five thousand dollars won't mean you don't get into the home if you use five thousand dollars. So five thousand dollars in Correct. your life isn't as big a deal as it is in her life. Well, so here's yeah. the thing. Um, no, I would not. I would never, under any circumstances, loan anyone money, particularly people I love. Because it changes yeah. the nature of the relationship to borrow or slave to the lender. The odd thing is she will end up resenting you for this later because she will feel like a slave yeah. and she won't even know why. It's just weird. And so, gotcha. uh, but what I would be willing to do is to give it to her under certain circumstances. If I am okay. participating in her healing and moving towards sustainability, fine. If I'm participating in chaos, which is what her life appears to be, yes. if I'm participating in irresponsibility, disorganization, and no plan whatsoever to change that, then I'm just giving a drunk a drink. I'm an enabler. That's really not an act of love then. You're right. Yeah. If you love me, you would give me the money and not require me to change. No. The fact that I'm requiring you to change as part of the gift is because I love you. As a matter of fact, it's the only act of love in the whole process. So, does she live in your town? Yes. Okay. She does. Um, recommend you and your wife sit down with her and have a cup of coffee. And your wife doesn't need to say anything because she'll end up being the bad guy. Not because she's her opinion is not valid, but because I don't want her to be the bad guy. This is your sister. Okay. But your wife yes, needs well, to be there. My, my wife. I'm sorry. Go ahead. She asked my wife for the money first, and then my wife told me about it. Yeah. But she went to her first. Yeah. That doesn't matter. You sit down with the two Correct. of you, so you show a unified front, and you say, listen, 
here's what you got a lot of pain in your life i'm sorry for what's going on i want to be a help to you we will not loan you the money but i will give you the money under these circumstances you're going to go through financial peace university you're going to get on a budget you're not going to borrow any more money you're going to get and keep a job and you're going to get in a position to pay your bills and be a responsible adult for the rest of your freaking life and this is your brother talking to you because i love you Okay. But it, and she's likely going to say no thank you or she's going to say yes okay i can do that and in her heart of hearts probably wants to because everything you just listed out sounds good and then when you get in the middle of it or you start it and it and then it, and then it goes off so that's my thing a little bit about the strings attached with the money like i totally understand what you're saying mm-hmm. but also he, he can't make her do those things. So if you go about that, which I'm not saying is, is wrong, is it what Dave just said, but also Zach, like you have to emotionally let go that you, you can't force her to do anything. You can suggest and, and but yeah. you're going to give her the money. I'm not going to give her the money up front. And, until the, she does some I'm gonna, things. She's going to, I'm going to see some action. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Does That's she fair. work? Uh, yes. She okay. works for herself. She's self-employed. Does she make any money? Does she have kids too? Sorry. Yes, there there are children involved. Mm, man, okay. uh, she makes money. Yes, but it's all going towards bills and everyday living expenses, rent, food. Does she fuel, make enough to like support that. the household after she's divorced? If you help her with five thousand no. dollars, no. Okay, so she doesn't make any money. Correct. She There's needs nothing saved. Nothing. Com- compared to her lifestyle, yeah. no, too. She needs a job and to okay. maybe move. I mean, like seriously, the. If your lifestyle's at a certain yeah. point. If this was not your sister and you sat down and just looked at the math and told her what to do with the math, that's what you need to tell her to do. Yes. Yeah. I got to get your income up. I got to get your outgo down. That means you probably can't live in this house. It's too expensive. Or you can't uh, continue to work this crummy small business idea that is not really making you any money. And it's, yeah. it's an excuse for you to not work really. And so you've got to go with like nine to five and the kids are going to be in daycare and I'm going to help you with all that. We're going to coach you. We're going to be your yeah. biggest cheerleaders and we're going to walk alongside you. And, uh, and I need the money for an attorney. Okay. I'm going to pay the attorney directly. I'm not giving you the money. And, uh, and I'm going to be on the phone with the attorney. I want to know what's going on uh, for the $5,000 I'm giving or the $3,000 retainer I'm giving him. The yeah. $2,000 is going to these bills. Okay. I'm going to write the check to those bills directly. When the Ramsey Family Foundation comes into someone's life who's having financial trouble, we pay the bills directly. We do not give them a check. Zach, do you think if you sat down with her, because I don't know what y'all's relationship is, obviously, never met, but like when you sit down with her and say, hey, here's what we see just from a math side, this, this, and this, and after the divorce, here's the rent, like, like, not, like this isn't going to work mathematically. So we're here to help problem solve, to figure out how to get your life stable uh, where you can breathe again. And if you give suggestions, is she the type that, wa- will she want to hear it? Does she want help, but she just doesn't have anyone in her life to walk beside her or not? It, it just depends on, on how she feels at that time. Yeah. Sometimes she just wants the money and sometimes she doesn't want to hear anything but the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, the, yes or no. And the answer no to that question is it. no. If all you want is money and you don't want any help, real help, no, yeah. I have no, I have no desire to participate in your crazy. I'm not, I'm not funding it for you. 
when you decide you want to get things straightened up, I'll walk with you in a mm-hmm. process to help you get things straightened up. We'll pay for you to go through Financial Peace University and we'll give you the money. But don't loan her money. Loaning her money means you expect for it to be paid back. And it changes the quality and the tenor of your relationship, and I would not do that. I would love her well and be very generous and give her money if you're helping her get traction back to sanity and sustainability. But I don't want to participate in crazy and chaos and fund it well. This is The Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Marita is with us in Syracuse, New York. Hi, Marita. How are you? Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Sure. Can you speak directly into your phone? It's pretty muffled. Uh, yes. Is that better? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Um, so I have a question um, about Student loans, uh, yay, I have many emotions about what Biden declared today, um, but I'll try and get to the point. Uh, my husband and I, were in our early 20s. We have $2,375 left to pay off on our student loans. We have worked so hard to get to this point. Now Biden's declared that he can just forgive it at some point, um, but we know there's a period of time before that's going to happen. Would it be the right thing to do out of principle to just pay it off on our own? Or should we apply for forgiveness once that application becomes available to us? Write a check and pay it off. Don't wait. Okay. <laughs> Don't wait. Um, the emotion here is so is so mixed about the call today and and what they announced, and and I think the heart behind it is relief. Well. Go, we can probably go all around but I think there's an element of it that is to relieve people and you guys don't need relief because you have the money and you got I mean and there and there is a personal responsibility thing with all of this too that you guys you know signed this uh and your names are on it and uh the idea of taking money from the government when you have it I just don't I can't I can't uh that doesn't sit well doesn't sit well with me so I wrote a check and pay it off. Don't wait on them. Marie, that's a, Marita, I'm, I'm a nice. I'm a, that's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> Marita, you um, you already knew that that was what you wanted to do because it's who you are. By the way, you phrased your question, and so it makes it very easy for us to just agree with you and say, "Yeah, yeah, I would do that." Um, uh, you know, it, it's not immoral. Um, for someone to take the relief that is being offered. But there is a uh, a moral obligation that you borrowed the money. And to pay it back is, not a, is a values-based decision, uh, even though you, quote, don't have to, unquote. Uh, 
It's a values-based decision. And, and, you know, so, you know, on a macro level, on a nationwide level, on a a big scope, um, somewhere we have to remind people that the money comes uh, from the government comes from somewhere. And the $300 billion with a B, a billion is a thousand million. That is 300,000 million that the president is strutting around proud that he just added to the taxpayer's burden. If you are a taxpayer, and 48% of you are not in America today, a federal income tax taxpayer, but for those of us that are, our burden was just increased by 300,000 million so that you could get $10,000 in debt forgiveness. Um, I'm happy for you if you got your debt forgiveness. Um, I, I really don't want bad things for you. I want good things for you, and I'm not angry with you. You didn't do anything out there if you got debt forgiveness. But the absurdity of this political move as a Hail Mary to try to get back in the graces of the, good, of the voters before the midterms in a, in, a, in a presidential administration that is a complete economic failure, it's just infuriating. And it's all put on the backs of your grandchildren because it's all added to the deficit. $330 trillion in debt already. And we add 300000 million to that in student loan forgiveness while we continue to make student loans. And this is just, econ- it's just intellectually dishonest to continue to make the loans and on the one hand and then turn around and forgive them on the next. Because the next call we're going to be getting we're going to get this call because it's already running through some of your heads. I've got $26,000 in student loan debt. President Biden just forgave ten. I'm going to wait on him to forgive the rest. Is that okay? Even though there's no announcement of that or, or indication of that or promise of that. or But, you know, once you've opened the spigot, mm-hmm. you, you know, folks are going to con- expect you to continue to open the spigot. Like Trump issued bi- bucks during the Trump dollars during the covid and then another set, and then Biden bucks came out, and Biden bucks and Biden bucks. So once the, once the all of your COVID problems were going to be solved by the government instead of by your own hand, then you now are waiting on mm-hmm. these Biden bucks to come through after the Trump bucks, after the Biden bucks, after the Trump bucks, and it just keeps going and going and going and going because you've become begun to look at Washington D.C. as your source. When we were getting those questions. And we've gotten that question for over a decade. I feel like every politician makes some kind of debt for student loan forgiveness. Well, and Ple- it, you know, like it was that- the fringe. It was Elizabeth Warren and AOC. It was the fringe wackos that were suggesting it at first. And then it got a little bit more mainstream. And this president is so far left, so far much a socialist in his, in his approach to things that, um, you know, he had it on a campaign promise. Took him. 18 months in office to come through yeah. with a campaign promise but the idea what he was is that during during the 18 months but but also even just the idea of student loan forgiveness that's been floating around for almost yeah. a decade we've heard that term and because because in, in very small pockets right you see different things um 
but and we and we get those calls even then like this is actual facts on paper that it's happening but even just the idea to your points floats in people's heads and when that seed is planted it it's this idea that i'm going to just it, sit back it turns you into a trust fund baby and there's a <sighs> yeah yeah, I mean, if you're sick, if you're if your dad is sixty years old and he's got ten million dollars, and you don't work much, oh. and you want to just sit around and wait on him to die, for you to have a life, because you're going to get in because yeah, you're going to inherit ten million dollars. Yeah, it's mean, the same dadgum thing. I'm I mean, sitting around I guess, waiting on I guess, someone I think, else to fix my life. Yes, right. The mindset is the same, but I think the feeling of debt and the weight that debt carries on families, though, is different than I just want to be lazy oh. and inherit. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I agree. I agree. So the mind, yeah, That's I get true. what you're saying, but That's also true. I'm like, man, there's like this. But when you when you say, okay, I'm not gonna deal with this, right? And I'm gonna let someone else. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna deal with this. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna wait on someone else to deal with it. And that's not Marita's. And what's question. interesting too, we talk about this all the time on the show of how money, your habits within money, are a lot of different habits in other areas of your life. And so it's fascinating too when if you become passive mm-hmm. with your money, sitting back mm-hmm. and letting other people take it, like. Mm-hmm. That, are you that, then that, passive that, in your career? That's right. Are you passive in, in your, your marriage and your, your parent, your like mental what, what, health, your because you're a one health. person. You talk about this a lot. Like you're an in, like integer is a whole number. Mm-hmm. We are to have integrity. You are a whole person, so you can't take one part of your life and say, "I'm going to be like this, this, and this." Wait, right? Like we think we can compartmentalize so much, and we can't. We are one person, mm-hmm. and so even with that, does I mean I don't I don't have the science to back it, but I am well, curious. No, I'm, I'm, you, it's impossible it's, to be highly ambitious, organized, and disciplined in your money and. Uh, be completely opposite of that in every other area of your life. It's it's or be yeah. or be highly ambitious and disciplined in your career, but be completely undisciplined in right. your physical. You know, because just, the opposite it is true. Work. And the opposite is true, which we hear all the time. That people are like, "Oh my gosh, my spouse and I like we got out of debt, and it changed our marriage because we started communicating." You know, we even hear health. Like I lost weight, right? Like all these other things yeah. fall into place, and so our marriage even, got better. Even we yeah, were working even a on seed planted of mm-hmm. being passive in life. It's just hard. I mean, I think it just affects other areas too. So we just, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Margaret Thatcher said it well. The problem with socialism is eventually you run away, run out of other people's money to give away. It's a problem. It's a real problem. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.